praise the Lord. Uh, always good to be back here. You, I said that last week. I'll say it every time I get in this pulpit. And, you know, uh, no greater love has a pastor than he'll lay down his pulpit for another. <laughs> so, but I do appreciate this church. I appreciate the, uh, that little testimony there. This is a, an unbelievable church. If you traveled as much as I do, uh, you would know uh, how blessed you are uh, just to be a part of this church here. I, I love my home church in, uh, in Kentucky, Pastor Jeff Fugit, uh, and, and it's a wonderful church. It really is. And, but the, the, again, there are few and far between when you go in. Uh, I always hate to make this statement that I'm going to make, but I've been doing this for 26 years. And the churches that I go through, when I, and some of them are the same ones I started here 25 years ago with, uh, but the ones that I go through aren't the same churches that they were 25 years ago. They've, they've, they've changed, and you know, uh, and most of the time it, it's not for the good. I love this Christmas in, in July. Uh, I have Christmas in May, and then I have Christmas in June, and so th- today i got to have Christmas in July. But uh, I'm on the road full-time, and at, at Christmas time I'm usually not uh, where my family is. And so we, we've decided, you know, we decided a long, long time ago to have it when I would go through their area. Used to be in November when my daughter lived in uh, South Carolina. I would go through there and we'd have Christmas in November. But then she moved to Kentucky and my son lives in Indiana. So when I come back out of my Barnabas circle or circuit, uh, we have Christmas in May with my daughter in Kentucky and then Christmas in June with my, my, with my uh, son's children. And it's sort of funny, uh, when I moved to, I was in Lexington, Kentucky there, which was close to everybody, and so I told my grandkids, I said, you know what, we're, we're going to, uh, I said, I'm up here now, I said, we can just celebrate at Christmas time. They said, oh, no, Grandpa, we're not dra- breaking the tradition. They said, we get plenty at Christmas, and we sort of like this May and June, so, and, and I do too, I really do too, so uh, it's a blessing to uh we should celebrate Christmas every day, if you, if you know what I mean. In our hearts, we really should. So, um, It's always fun to, to preach to a, uh, a, a, any kind of a Sunday night, Wednesday night crowd, even Sunday school. Uh, when you get those opportunities, you usually have the pillars of the church, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Those are your faithfuls, the people, you know, there's a Sunday morning crowd, and there's a pajama crowd, and there's all kinds of crowds around now, but this, the, the people that come on, on, especially on Sunday nights, and this is one of pastor's favorite nights, I don't know how he's given me this, because he, you know, it, all the pressure seems to be over, and he, he really just likes getting down with his people and getting those testimonies, and he's given all this up tonight for Brother Thane and myself. Uh, I did... I appreciate Brother Thing's testimony this morning, and uh, it's, uh, I, I'm sort of a person a little bit p- probably too set in my ways. I go to bed at 9 and get up at 5, and I mean pretty, pretty regular on that, you know. But uh, that night that Thane uh, woke me up and told me that he'd gotten saved, uh, there wasn't no problem me getting woke up that night. I'll guarantee you that. I was rejoicing. Still have been ever since. Uh, seen him preach his first message. I bet he wasn't 14 years old down on 708 Warner, 12, 12 years old. And uh, um, unbelievable to me. You know, I had some friends at uh, Butch and Norma Bailey, and they said, we, we can't believe that that young man just preached. And uh, so, but uh, God has got his hand upon him. Uh, you keep, you keep your, on your knees for your pastors here, Pastor West, Pastor Mundy, and, and, and Pastor Thane. 
I'm just telling you right now, and, and Tyler, and all those that serve in any capacity, if you don't believe that there's not a target on their back from the enemy, uh, you're, you're wrong. <clears throat> I just wrote somebody a note, and I said, the devil never takes a day off. And I may preach a message on that sometime, Pastor, because this uh, pr person that texted me this afternoon was having some real issues with one of her grandchildren, and, and it's a real issue. I mean, to where... Uh, the, the boy she's dating and all this, uh, probably not saved and, and even a little bit, I uh, won't get into that, but it's not a good situation. That's the best way to put that and end that here, you know. So, but anyway, when I get these Sunday night crowds like this, I always think about uh, the joke I heard one time <coughs> where this, this pastor was trying to reach this one guy. I mean, he just, he was sort of pounding on one thing week after week. He's just pounding the same message. He said, I'm going to reach that guy one way or the other, you know. So uh, what happened one, one Sunday, it snowed. I mean, it snowed, and he was the only one that showed up. Pastor said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to pound on it again. And boy, he did. And when that message was over, that guy came up to him and said, Pastor, that was a good message. Too bad the people that needed it weren't here tonight. So, And he said, you're here tonight. You know, where you need this or not, you're going to get it, you know. Uh, and so, uh, praise the Lord again for the opportunity. Uh, I, I am, I'm preaching on a subject that is near and dear to my heart. It has became more near and dear to my heart as the time goes on and as I see uh, things falling away and people, you know, not, not as uh, responsive to the gospel, not, not faithful on, on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And, and you know, that's, uh, I always say that any time that you're not here, on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, or a Wednesday night, you're, you're voting to close the church at that time. And you know, and you ought not be voting that way, you know. But that's what you're doing when you're not here. You, you don't think it's important. And I don't, it's, it's amazing to me, amazing to me that we are the example. Uh, we are, people look at us. I mean, I don't care if it's our neighbor who's not a Christian, sees our, our car going on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. They know, you know what I mean. But the main thing in this is our family. I mean, if you don't take your children to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, I'm telling you right now, they, they say, well, it must not be very important. We're not going. So anyway, I can hammer on this, and I will a little bit. And, you know, one desire I have through all of this is as uh, no matter who they are, you guys, in maybe someone in here or maybe someone listening online or whatever it is, if you're not a member of this local church or even another local church that, that preaches the word of God, you should become a member. And, you know, I, I, I believe in the local church. I believe it's God's authority for today. So, you know, wh what we started uh, on last week, we, you know, uh, I started out, I think, with uh, Matthew 16, 18, uh, where Peter said, upon this, I mean, the Lord said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You know, I, I sort of tried to explain what a local church was, that it's, it's not this building. Uh, this building is where we come to worship. The local church is, is the people. You know, uh, a matter of fact, the word ecclesia is in this call. It's called a called out assembly, you know. And so it's that's what that's the real church. And, and you know, uh, and each local assembly, I, I, what I've loved about the messages, pa uh, pastors this morning, things this morning, all of these dovetail if you'll listen to them. I mean, I'm going to be preaching some of the things that they both preached this morning, you know, and so, but it just dovetails in. Holy Spirit's in full control here, you know. But each local assembly, pastor was talking about this morning, uh, uh, only has, the, the only authority there is is the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. 
pastor said this morning, I like that, never heard that said, Pastor Monday, that, you know, you, uh, the Lord is who you're answering to, and, you know, and, 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 but the people, they answer to the Lord, and they answer to you, and he's the under-shepherd. God has placed him here, and, and you know, you, you, you're a blessed people just to have him as your under-shepherd. You know, he loves you. I've seen that uh, so much in his life, you know, and uh, another thing, <coughs> We, we, was, we went through some believing and belonging, and I'm not going to repeat everything I've done last week, uh, we'll, but we'll, if there's any questions you have at any time, uh, this, is my, this, this what I'm doing this year is more of a teaching than it is a preaching, and so if you have questions at any time during the service, you, you can ask them, you know. But uh, <clears throat> I want to tell you <clears throat> about Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I probably made this whole scenario here, I probably told you this before, but when you're, when you're preaching something like this or teaching something like this, I'm going to repeat this because this is what happened to me. And, and you know, I was a, a one-hour-a-week religion. I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't have faith in Christ. I had a faith in a system. And, and so when I got saved, uh, I went to church on a Sunday morning. And so Frank Bernhardt, I'll use his name. I know he wouldn't mind. He was one of the first guys that took me for a ride and even... He was one of the waterers and the sowers and that uh, it was involved in, <coughs> in me being saved. But Frank Bernhardt, uh, he asked me that Sunday morning, he said, well, are you going to be back tonight? And I said, tonight? What goes on tonight? And he said, I don't know, but I wouldn't miss it for nothing. That's exactly what he told me. So guess what? He's not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. I came back Sunday night. Right? So Sunday night was a great, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, just another good Sunday night, just like this. We're here Sunday night. You know what I mean? And so I don't have to tell you what he asked me Sunday night. He says, are you going to be here Wednesday? I said, Wednesday? Well, I had never been to a Wednesday service. I'll guarantee you. I said, what goes on Wednesday night? And you know what he told me, don't you? He said, I don't know, but I wouldn't miss it for nothing. That's what he told me. So I came Wednesday night. And then when I came Wednesday night, he said, well, will we see you for Sunday school this coming Sunday? I said, Sunday school, let me tell you, this is the honest truth. When I would drive by other churches in my hometown, I don't care what church it was, and they would put Sunday school, 9 o'clock or whatever it was, I thought, oh, this must be for the kids. Well, I tell you what, sometimes I can get as much or more out of a good Sunday school as I can to preach. And you understand what I mean? If someone is, is a good teacher teaching the Word of God, teaching doctrine, I mean, I mean, Sunday school it, and, you know, it, most of the time, it's a little more, uh, a lot of times it'll be question and answers where you can answer them, you know, and if you have questions. I know, and if you don't know this, you're wrong. If you've got questions of any sort in a Sunday school, Sunday morning, Wednesday night service, any of these, if you can't get, you just write them down and you go to pastor and he'll gladly answer them. Somebody will answer them. If you've got any questions tonight after I get done teaching, <coughs> you just let me know and pastor will gladly answer those questions for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but really, uh, it, it's, a, it's an amazing, uh, we, are, we are blessed people. If you're saved on your way to heaven, you know, you should be a member uh, of, the, of the local church. And uh, uh, so uh, you have to believe, uh, you know, and be saved. And Thainer, we, I, I had that was part of my thing last week. And boy, Thainer preached a uh, or taught a good on salvation this morning. He taught well on that. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, to where if you if you didn't weren't saved and you heard what he said this morning, uh, you, you you had opportunity to be saved this morning. 
Um, I get through that one, and then let me see, where, where did I stop here last week? Okay, I stopped on do you belong. I, you've believed, you, you've, uh, first of all, you have, you've believed, and that, or second, that was second, not what first was, but second you believed, and then do you belong. Uh, Acts 2.41 says, Then they that, they that gladly received his word were baptized. And you know, <coughs> I'm telling you what, uh, this, this baptismal Sunday coming up, uh, and Pastor knows it. I have a flight out on, on that Saturday night before. I'm not going. I'm, I'm going to be here for that baptismal service, I'm telling you, and then for the circuit rider thing. Praise the Lord for the way he's worked that out. I may lose the money on that flight, but it does not matter. I'm going to be here for, for those two things. And I believe that uh, uh, we were talking this afternoon or sometime, I said, I believe people, when people start getting saved of all ages and baptized, and some thinking, you know what, I never have been baptized, you know, and so, you know, maybe I need to be baptized, and this is the time to do it. And, you know, a lot of times when you're not the only one up here getting baptized, there's less timidness. So if you haven't been baptized and you need to be baptized, uh, you just, you just get on board. You just let pastor know, and, and we'll have 40 if, if the Lord so desires. And it won't matter. We'll be there all day. He'll look like a prune when he's done, but we don't care. You know what I mean? We really don't. So, but anyway, bapti baptism, again, this was covered this morning, identifies us when we get baptized with Jesus Christ and with a particular church. And that's what it did in, in, in Jerusalem when they were first getting baptized, you know. And uh, so if you're saved, and I hope you are, and, and you've been baptized, uh, are you a member? Uh, and because the, the, it, sh it shows very clearly that they became members. And then do, uh, do you really belong? And then you know what? Uh, uh, Brother Young, Evangelist Young, preached a message here that I'll never forget. And his message was, are you all in? You know what I mean? Uh, if I didn't think I'd get caught, I'd probably try to repeat and, and, and preach that someplace else, but I'd have to get it and write it all out because I don't remember all of it. But I remember so many times throughout that message, he would say, are you all in? And you know what? Boy, it challenged me that day. I mean, I, I thought, well, am I? I mean, you sort of think you are. You know what I mean? I'm telling the people right now that are listening or not here, if you're not here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday school, you're not all in. You're, you're a part-timer. You know what I mean? Uh, I have part-timers. Some, some people have all-timers. I have part-timers. I forget part of the time. But anyway, no, really, you're not all in, and you really need to be all in. Uh, pastor doesn't care if there's 400 in this church. He's going to preach the same message that he would if, if there was 27, like one of the first times that I came out here on, on 708 Warner. There's about 27 people the first time I came out here. And so you, you, God has allowed me to watch this grow little by little, and it all comes through the, the steady preaching of God's Word. We had a professor, Dr. James Kirala, he said, if you'll preach the Word of God, God will do the rest. And, you know, and God has done that here. Uh, we don't give this man credit. The only thing I give him credit for is his faithfulness. But the Word of God is what has built this church, this local church, you know. So have you believed, you know, I'm telling you. Uh, it, and I wanted to say this, that uh, if you're saved and you've been baptized, really, I, I just... I just want you to get on board and, and, you know, just be a big part of the church, not a little part of the church. And you know what? There's always, every church should be an every member ministry. 
You can have a ministry in this church. You can have a ministry. You say, but Brother Norris, I, I can't do anything. Oh, yes, you can. If you're so old and feeble that you think you're like me and you can't do anything else, you can pray. You can, I mean, there are, there are, I know uh, people, I could name one in particular that was down in the other church, and I walked into church one day down there on 708 Warner, and she was in her 80s, and she looked at she said, Brother Gary, I pray for you every day. And guess what? I believe her. I believe, and I believe it's the prayers of God's people that keep me on the road. I'm 76, soon to be 77. Uh, I, I believe the, it's the prayers of God's people that keeps this man faithful and in this pulpit, you know, because we have anybody that, that works in any capacity in the church, they have a target on their back, the devil hates them, and what did I say earlier? The devil never takes a day off, you know. So, folks, we're not only to believe and belong but to a, to a body of believers, but, you know, in Acts 2.42, the scripture, scripture continues to show us. I'm going to go ahead there. Let's go there. Acts 2.42. I should have been reading some of these others and waiting on you to get to them. Because so many times it's just, it's just good to see it in, in, in writing. I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't even uh, like, I have an iPhone and I've used it in the service. Um, but I, I just prefer these old written pages. I, that's just Gary Norris. And of course, that's probably a lot to do with my age as well. But Acts 2.42 uh, the scripture says this, it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Uh, you know what? Uh, the church continued steadfastly in the apostles' do doctrine. You know what? Doctrine, all doctrine is, is teaching. Doctrine is teaching. So they, they continued uh, teaching, they continued in that doctrine. You know, not only did they listen to it, you know, you can be a hearer only, but that's not going to do you any good. You need to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. They, they continued in fellowship. And when I was studying the t this afternoon between churches, I thought about uh, my early sermon where, or uh, teaching when I was talking about, you know, if, if you're listening online or you're never going to church, I said, who, who you gonna who's going to marry you? Who's going to bury you? And I thought about this. Who's, where are you going to have your fellowship? You cannot, you know, you cannot have fellowship over, over the TV. You know what I mean? I guess you can hug your TV if you want to, but you're not going to get out of it what you do when you come in here and, and you're face-to-face uh, -face with people. In, in the, in the, in the, well, I, I like that how this one guy put it. He said, which would you rather do? Would you rather talk to your girlfriend on the phone or would you like to be sitting beside her and talking to her? You know what I mean? So that fellowship... I don't think anything uh, can replace it. I, I was uh, out visiting Todd Simon yesterday, and, and we were talking about the fellowship, and he told me, he said, you know, I just feel better because you came out here to visit, and we were talking face-to-face -face rather than over a phone. Uh, I, I tend not to do too much texting, and I don't do any social media. Uh, I know some people think I do, but I don't. And I've even been invited to be a friend, and I just, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I, I've never, I don't have any friends. <laughs> That's easy to see. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, I don't have any friends, and I'm not going to let anybody defriend me. See, if I became his friend, he'd probably defriend, defriend me if I, as soon as he could do that. But no, you, you just got to, you just got to hang in there, you know. But that, and then in the breaking of bread, you know, how are you going to have communion? Uh, on TV, how are you going to have communion? You know, if you're if you're just listening online or however however they are are doing that, you know, and then uh, nothing replaces 
a prayer night here. You, you know we had the Wednesday night prayer night. Uh, last night, uh, the men gathered in a little circle right here and prayed for a, for a lot of you people, for all you people, because we prayed for the church. And we prayed for those who are really struggling right now. You know what I mean? Uh, in some, some arena, maybe health or, or whatever it is, or maybe a bad relationship or you know, uh, the, the young lady, uh, when Tony uh, was talking, you know, about that young lady that, that lost a leg, you know what I mean? That changes your life, folks. It changes your life. I mean, one day, you know, one instant can change your life for the rest of your life, you know. And, but, you know, we were praying for people that are struggling, no matter what area it was, we were praying for them last night and praying for the services today, praying for the baptismal services coming up. And anything that people could, uh, that God brought to their mind. And, you know, in prayer, the one thing that I always like to ask for when I'm leading a prayer is, do you have any unspoken? And you know what? A an unspoken request is probably the one that is most near and dear to your heart, and, but you still don't feel like you can share it with someone because it's that personal. You know, but they, it still needs prayer. And God understands when you're asking for an unspoken of what it is. And you know what? And you're, you, your good brothers and sisters are going to pray for your unspoken. You know, amen. So, Then we'll go ahead to Acts 9, 26 and 27. Acts 9, 26 and 27. The Bible says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem... He is slayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Uh, you know what? I, and when I say that, after Paul's conversion, the first thing he wanted to do uh, was to be baptized, and he, came, and he wanted to come and join the assembly there in Jerusalem. You know, but they were a little on guard, and they had their right to be. If you remember Paul's uh, little uh, escapades right before he got saved, he was killing Christians and, and had the authority to do it and everything else. So, I mean, I'm just telling you right now, they had their reason. But I do believe sometime that when people come in, uh, saved or lost, uh, we should welcome them with open arms. Now, we're not going to go against anything doctrinally or anything else to accept someone for, for what they are, but, you know, God loves us no matter where we're at in life and what we're doing, and he's, uh, he wants us to be saved, and when a person gets saved, that changes their life. You don't have to worry about the rest. Holy Spirit comes into their life. That, that was a good question, you know, this morning when, uh, when I thought about when uh, Thane said, you know, how do you explain that to a four-year-old? And I, I thought, well, how would I do that? And I got to thinking a little bit. But, you know, you, you can use illustrations like the wind. You can take them outside and say, you know, feel that wind, you know, but you can't see it. But that's God lives inside you sort of like that. You know, he's just we don't see him, but, you know, he's there and he's real. And he'll never leave us, never forsake us. We, we just we're super, super, again, super blessed people. <coughs> but, again, after Paul's conversion he wanted to, and baptism, he came to the assembly in Jerusalem. There was a, a, an identified group of believers 
that definitely existed in the book of Acts. <coughs> they, they held to the body of truth and the Bible and to the assembly. Paul came to join them. And we learn from the scripture that we are not only to believe, uh, we are to belong uh, to the body of believers. We're, we need to identify ourselves with the Lord and w with the local assembly. So do you believe? Uh, everyone in the question goes right straight to you. Do you believe and do you belong? You know, they believed and they belonged. And, and another thing, and, you know, I, I'm going to handle this with kids' gloves. Uh, I'm not here to do certain things, but they believed and they belonged, but they behaved. Uh, now, I, I, I'm not uh, anybody's authority. Uh, matter of fact, I, uh, I, I had a one, one pastor, we called him the warden, because he really did just try to uh, run, run your life. He, I, I w he was not even my pastor at one time, and he was going to tell me uh, what I should do when my, when my one daughter was in trouble in North Carolina, and I said, if I have to, I'll, I'll quit my ministry and go minister to my family. I feel like if I lost my family, I don't have a ministry, you know. But, uh, you know, he just told me how wrong I would be and everything else, and, you know, uh, it really hurt me. And I called him up the next morning. I did, and I said, Pastor, I said, I came to you and shared with you my heart uh, about my situation, and I said, uh, what I wanted was for you to open up your arms and love me and, and, and encourage me. And I said, I believe what you did. You gave me a good whipping, and I don't think I deserved a whipping on that one. And, you know, and he apologized, and we, and we, we went on, and, and uh, we got that ironed out, you know. But I, I just felt like it was worth me calling him. Glad I did, you know, and called him, you know. But uh, the, the, they behaved, and the members of the church behaved in a certain way. So I'm not trying to, to be a warden. I'm not trying to tell you how you're supposed to act and everything else. But all I've got to tell you is if you will read this, it will tell you how to act. It'll tell you what to do. You know, I don't have to tell you if you'll just read the Bible. Um, I don't know what church I was in here recently, and everything that he was drilling, he, oh, I know, it was Pastor Swarga up at uh, Bible Baptist up in, in, uh, in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, every time he would get to a point, he'd say, all you got to do is read this book. All you got to do, he said, are you reading this book? And, you know, you ask yourself right now, how much are you reading this book? Don't even compare it to the time you're spending on Facebook or watching TV or anything like that. How much are you reading this book, you know? And if you start answering those questions, it gets a little tough sometimes. I mean, not for you, but it does for me. So anyway, but we, we clearly see that they behaved in a certain way. And we've seen that in Acts 2.42. I'll go back and read that one more time. Acts 2.42 <coughs> the Bible said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking the bread, and in prayer. You know what? Sadly, many uh, professing Christians live as if the world is all there is. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, people get so tied up in the world. Uh, I, I have one grandson. Uh, he's 30, what is he? 34 years old. Uh, he, has, he has given me three great-grandchildren. Uh, his oldest daughter is 13, so I have a great-grandchild that's 13 years old. And there is so much in sports, uh, and they travel. I mean, she is good. I mean, she's a very good softball player, and they travel and travel and travel. I mean, and I'm telling you, uh, the money that they spend on traveling and spending the night in motel, and when they go far enough away, they can't get back and stuff of that nature. 
I, I think everything has its place. Uh, I, I know I get in trouble because I'm not a big sports fan. I really am not. Uh, but I don't want to. I'm not condemning sports. I'm just saying they need to be kept in in their. Pra- There's always got to be a balance. There really does, you know. But sadly, <coughs> again, many Christians live as if there, the world is all there is. You know what I mean? And they have to have the latest and the greatest. Um, when when I was growing up, I mean, I, I think about some of the things. I, I was loving some of the pastor's stories this morning. I thought I'd heard everything, but I hadn't heard all those stories when he first got married. But you know what I mean? We all look for someone to think they couldn't have air conditioning right now, pastor, you know, and all these things. Uh, it, it's unbelievable what we can do without, what we did do without. Or, of course, I'm, I'm a lot older than the pastor, but we didn't have it in our schools. We didn't have it in any of the buildings. You know what? I remember when we finally got a window air conditioner. Boy, we thought we were, I mean, you know, top, top slice of the bread, you know. But, uh, you know, the world has such a grasp on us. And, they, again, Pastor and I talk all the time about uh, the ministry, and, and that's what I think we love so much about each other. <laughs> and we were, we're talking about how much draw uh, that the world has on us. Uh, and we're not going to cut that short, but on our children. Uh, but they face things that I didn't even have to think about facing uh, as, 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 as a kid. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, you see, I mean, younger than young, having a cell phone. When you get that a- cell phone, you've got access to a whole lot more than you need to have access to, unless you put those guards on it. I like that this morning. Pastor never heard of those either. So, but uh, uh, one may call himself a Christian, folks, but I'm telling you, if, if, if that belief does not change your behavior, wouldn't hurt for you to sort of check things out a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to never want to uh, try to talk someone out of their salvation, but I'm not going to talk you into a comfortable zone if you're not saved. I mean, that would be as wrong for me as talking you out of your salvation, you know. But, and I, I know sometimes with these hyper evangelists, they will try to get everybody saved again and, and make them doubt their salvation and so they can fill that altar. I'm not doing any of that, you know. Uh, but if, if, the, if the belief <coughs> has not changed your behavior, you better be checking. It's not biblical Christianity is what I'm saying. Uh, the Christian life is the life of the eternal one abiding in us. I'm going to turn to uh, John 17.3. I, I, I love reading these. John 17.3. Take your time because it will take me a while to get there too. That's New Testament, isn't it, Pastor? Okay, thank you. John 17.3. And sometimes I put down the wrong scriptures. I hope I don't do that on any of these. But the Bible says in, in the book of John 17.3, And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. You know, the Christian life is the life of the eternal one abiding in us. Uh, and again, goes back to that question that was asked. You know, how do we explain that Jesus Christ is in us? Well, you know, we, we do so much of, the, of our lives with, with uh, our faith, and it's by faith that we believe the things that we believe. So, And uh, we are to work together as a body of believers uh, to bring others to that saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, I just, I'm just going to touch on this and this r- rather quickly, but there is a, <coughs> there's a track rack up here that has 
uh, some very, very good tracks. I, I mean, I don't know if I have one in my pocket. I should have. I don't have one right now. But you ought to be without one because you say, well, I can't talk to anybody. I, I call that the silent evangelist. I'm telling you right now, uh, when's the last time that you talked to someone face-to-face -face about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? You say, well, Brother Norris, now you're getting real personal. Well, I'm not asking you for a hold-up hold of hands. I'm just asking you to ask yourself. You say, well, I can't do that. Okay, then can you not go past this track rack and pick up a stack of tracks? And when you go, you know, when I go in to do business with somebody, I have no, no, no qualms about handing somebody a track. I'm, I'm their customer. You know, and I'll say, hey, read this when you get time. Hey, you know, come on. Uh, there was a lady stopped out in front of pastor's house that was doing roofs, and I, I was hoping she would be here tonight. She's not here. But, uh, you know, I talked to her, and, and the first thing I did, I said that she said that she told me she was saved, and she was looking for a church. Uh, she lived a little bit away, but I told her, I said, well, why don't you come to church uh, Sunday morning? She said, I can't Sunday morning. I said, well, come Sunday night. I said, you have to listen to me. But we sat out there and talked, you know, and I gave her that track. You know, I, I can talk to people, but it's a gift that God is giving. But if you can't, you can pass out a track. I don't care who you are. You can, if you mail anything to a, uh, I don't care if it's a bank or anything else, you can put one in there. There's nothing illegal about that. You know, you can put it right in there and they can throw it away as soon as they get it if they want to. But you have tried to put it out. And, you know, I'm telling you, we are to work together as Christians and as believers, to bring others to saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The true Christian is to become more like Jesus Christ <coughs> each and every day that he lives and truly follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Read your Bible. I mean, he will speak to you. and that's the only, We can get down on our knees and we can talk to the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. But if you want him to speak to you, don't expect an audible voice. He's, he's written his word to speak to us, and all you've got to do is, is open this up. Amen? So um, let me see where I'm at here. So I go right back through these, and I ask them over and over again. I, I don't know why I sort of learn from other men. If you repeat stuff, they'll either get mad at you or they'll, it'll sink in. You know. But do you believe? Uh, do you belong? And are you behaving as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, here comes the one. I still have a little time. I'm going to go ahead with this. I'll go ahead to seven. I, I get, let you off too easy last week, okay? Uh, membership in the church. And, you know, here's our faithful group tonight. But am I sure? I don't know anybody. I don't know who's members, who you're not. I really don't. But are you a member of this church? You're, you're, you're attending here. So are you a member? You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says... For as the body is one and hath many members, and all of the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. You know, and a as members uh, of the body of Christ, uh, you know, we're not all the hand, we're not all the head, we're not all the feet. Uh, but that's why God has, but now hath God placed every member, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. I love that passage of scripture. I mean, and God ha has given me a specific ministry, and pastor, I'm not a pastor, and I never will be. Uh, God has allowed me to have a ministry of encouragement. Uh, boy, am I trying to encourage you uh, on this church membership. And, and, and I, if any, nothing comes out of uh, my five weeks of preaching this message, 
I hope that some people uh, sort of buck up and become members of Platte Valley Baptist Church. You, you know, you can't, you can't serve properly unless you're a member. I doubt, I don't know pastor's uh, rules and everything, how he handles it. That's always up to the pastor. But many, many a man will, will not let you serve, will not let you teach, will not let you do these things unless you are a member. You know, and if you if you want to get on board, if you want to get be part of the real part of the body of Christ, you need to get uh, you need to get on board and you need to get, uh, you know, become a member of this church, you know. And, and I believe there is a great deal of confusing confusion uh, concerning the church, you know. And remember, the word church it comes from the word ecclesia. That means a called out assembly. And we've already covered that in the, my first part of the, uh, the differences between the, the actual church, which is the people. And the building, which is sometimes uh, called uh, the church, but I, you know, the, my best thing that I can call this is is the uh, worship center. This is where we come to worship the Lord. You know, so anyway, any questions about that at all? You know, the, you know, the church and the and the building. I don't think so. Okay, all right. Now Acts. I, you know what? I think I'm going to end there because if I get into the rest of this, I won't have time to finish it. Uh, I'm going to have Pastor come here when I close this. If you have any questions now or after I'm off the platform, uh, like I said, if I don't know them, I'll go to the pastor and I'll get the answers for you. But uh, thank you for your attention. Uh, you know, be, be thinking and be praying about this uh, baptismal Sunday. Uh, I think it's a golden opportunity to bring people and show them uh, at least one of the things that Platte Valley Baptist Church is all about. You know, uh, you're out this week. Uh, pass out a track. You're out this week. Uh, you know, uh, invite a friend. Uh, all they can do is say no. You know what I mean? If they come, fine. If they don't, fine. But you know, you you have done your part. You have you have asked them. You know. Uh, but just be just. Are you all in? That's where I'm going to end it with. And Pastor, you come and close this. You can even close it, sir. Thank you, Brother Gary. Any questions? <clears throat> well, it is a it's a blessing, and I, I was uh, talking to some uh, pastor friends this afternoon, and um, I don't know what God's doing at Platte Valley, but it's something good, and uh, to see the people that have uh, trusted Christ and are following the Lord in baptism. Someone else came to my mind I need to go visit that has trusted Christ and needs to follow the Lord in baptism. And uh, it, I've never been a part of something to think that we're going to baptize probably over 30 people now on the list. And if they all show up and we might be getting close to 40 by the time uh, uh, that comes. So it's going to be a special day and God's doing something special. Because of that, with blessings come blessings, and so we need to know that uh, the devil's not happy, so you pray that God continue to put a hedge uh, around each one and around our church family, and uh, let's just make hay while the weather is good, and let's see, let's just see what God can do uh, here in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and uh, a blessing. I do love our Savior, I love Platte Valley Baptist Church and all of you, and uh, God bless you. Let's pray, and let's go out, and let's have a great week in serving the Lord. Father, we thank you for today.
Thank you that we can just give you the day and honor you and worship you. And Lord, what a great way to start the week. And I pray, Father, that you will strengthen us now and guide us and help us to be perceptive as we're out and about and, and go to those that uh, you prick our hearts about and talk to them and hand them a track or talk to them about Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you use each one of us. Pray you help those that are having the health issues. And Lord, I, I pray that you will uh, guide them and pray for those traveling. And, and Lord, I just ask that all that we do will bring honor and glory to you. Lord, we love you. Pray your blessings on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.